Welcome back to CC Airwaves. I'm Joel Hansel. She's Katie Karpinski. Hello, everyone. And we're joined again by Rhonda Abrams, the bereavement coordinator for the Catholic Cemeteries Association. In today's episode, we're going to discuss uh, eight attainable resolutions for the bereaved. Rhonda, welcome back. Thanks. I'm glad to be back. Thank you. We're so happy to have you as always. So um, the new year is here. It's January 2020, which is remarkable, I think. You know, it's just such a futuristic year. But um, anyway, as we enter the new year, um, many people might be wondering, what are some things if I'm in the process of grieving, regular New Year's resolutions might not be attainable because of all the changes in your life and whatever you might be going through. So we thought today we can go through some more attainable resolutions for the bereaved, resolutions that will aid them along their grief journey and hopefully bring them to greater healing. That's a great topic, yes. Wonderful. So we'll just jump right in. So the first resolution we have here is to recognize your strengths. So can you elaborate on what it would mean to recognize your strengths? It's just looking inside at what your giftedness is. Um, Each person was... um, given certain um, strengths, you know, mm-hmm. to help them along in life. And it's important to look at your strengths to find out um, how you can apply them to your life. Mm-hmm. So beginning of the year, it's always a time to take a fresh look at what are my strengths and how can I use these strengths? It helps you to get to your new normal mm-hmm. just by looking at what you are good at. Mm-hmm. So how would you... What are some maybe guiding questions that can help someone find a strength? What if they're, you know, kind of down on the on themselves? Is it just something you're passionate about? Is it something that people tell you you're good at? I would tend to look back at what you've done in your past life, mm-hmm. things that bring you um, joy, mm-hmm. things you're passionate about, things you do without even trying. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be working with kids, something that brings enlightenment or joy to your life. Mm-hmm. Could be writing, drawing, um, singing. You know, mm-hmm. things like that that are deep inside of your heart that um, just bring life to you. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a reflective kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to look back to see what what have I done in my life that, that really brought enjoyment to my life. And mm-hmm. if you haven't done that yet, it's time to start asking God, well, maybe God can reveal what gifts he put inside of you. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's such a nurturing thing to think about in the new year, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of self-love and, like you mm-hmm. said, self-reflection. So right. That's great. And if you don't have a clue, ask someone that's close to you. Mm-hmm. People tend to notice the gifts in other people more than we do in ourselves. Well, mm-hmm. We tend to be our harshest critics. Yes, we mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah. So I've heard I've heard um, this being being said is, is, is we tell people to to slow down. What exactly does that mean for a newly buried person? Well, I hate to use the term mindfulness, but it's kind of like mindfulness. Um, Living in the present, um, not being drawn to all that's happened in the past with the agony of your loved one leaving, um, all the harsh harsh things that you've gone through, but just recognizing where you are right in this moment looking around to see what good things are around, what good things you can contribute to. Um, It's just slowing your pace down to just recognize things that are around you. And we tend not to do that in this society. Mm -hmm. We're at a fast pace with everything. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's that immediacy Mm -hmm. that our society tends to provide. Right. I think really slowing down for all of us 
probably a good right. probably a good thing. Whether or not yeah. we have grief, it's a good thing, a good sure. habit. I think really these first two, you know, finding your strengths and slowing down, these first two resolutions are ones that everyone should try and Right. And (laughs) even with resolutions in general, there's a tendency to want to accomplish something. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily have to accomplish something. You can just be. Your Mm -hmm. goal could be to just be. I'm going to be Katie. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be Rhonda. What does Mm -hmm. it mean to be you? So try to figure out what that is. And you're slowing down your mind, your pace your mental thoughts, and just listening, listening to who you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, I think that's just something everyone needs to do Mm -hmm. more of, you know, today's society, instant gratification. You've got all these standards and all these comparisons. Right. It can be very hard to really ask yourself, you know, who am I outside of all these external things? Especially if you're a grieving person, it's Mm -hmm. hard, you know, to see, to see through the fog. Sure. Yeah. Um, So moving along, number three on our list is to attend a support group. So um, we actually have another podcast about what you can expect when attending a support group. But for people who maybe haven't listened to that yet, can you just talk a little bit about why a support group might be beneficial for someone? Right. Uh, One of the harshest things you can do yourself is to isolate yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, We tend to pull away when we're hurt or when we're lonely or depressed. We don't want other people to see that side of us. Mm -hmm. We're embarrassed about it. We might feel guilty. But the best thing you can do is to get out amongst people. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to talk any important things. One of your fears might be, I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to cry. Um, I'm going to make people sad. Well, a support group is a safe environment where other people are feeling the same things. So it's actually kind of like a bubble of safety, mm-hmm. a protection where no matter what you're feeling, you can feel free to let it out without mm-hmm. judgment. No one's going to judge you if you're laughing about something. You feel happy in dis, you know, in spite of your grief, or if you feel like just venting. A lot of people do that. Mm-hmm. They come to a support group and they have all these things on their hearts. They can't say to people, so it comes out in the support group, and it's so invigorating and it's freeing to mm-hmm. let those things off your heart. And for someone who might, you know, it, sometimes it might take a lot of courage for them to get there. They can just sit right and just listen. They can and just, just be listen. with other people, right? Right, so. and hear the companionship of other people mm-hmm. and um, what they're going through is complementary to what you're going through. Mm-hmm. So there's comfort in knowing that someone else is feeling that. And it's like, wow, I'm not crazy. Sure. Yeah. yeah this is normal what I'm feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So a support group is good because it's not per se counseling. Mm-hmm. It's just being amongst other people mm-hmm. who are going through a similar thing. Mm-hmm. Well, moving along, oftentimes people are encouraged to try a new hobby. How might a new hobby help somebody move past their their grief or help them with their new their new reality? normal? Right. Um, just thinking outside the box uh, puts a new perspective on everything. If you're trying to think of some new thing to do, um, it doesn't have to be anything like skydiving or anything like that. It could be as simple as I want to uh, take a walk in the park today. I want to go outside and, and walk my dog or Maybe I want to try something that's attached to my giftedness. We talked earlier about earlier about our giftedness, something that we have. Well, maybe try to find a hobby that's linked to that new giftedness. Like mm-hmm. uh, if you like to sing, maybe I want to join the choir at church. Or maybe I want to just uh, visit a nursing home and 
bring comfort to other people who are grieving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just a hobby will allow you to um, demonstrate your feelings in a different way Mm -hmm. rather than vocally. Mm -hmm. You can demonstrate it with your talent, your gift. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of friends actually who it's more therapeutic for them to paint a portrait or paint a picture or whatever, then it, it, it helps them express things they can't, like you said, express verbally. So even, you know, if it's right. sketching mm-hmm. or, you know, making bracelets or something to keep your, your hands and your mind busy for a right. little bit. Yeah. It's more of a nonverbal type of uh, expression, mm-hmm. way of expressing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's also fun. Mm-hmm. It, it's okay to have fun when you're grieving. Yeah. Go roller skating, you know, something like that. It's almost something you would also tell somebody who's newly retired and they've worked their whole life, their whole life has been structured for 30, mm-hmm. 40 years. And now they've got all this time, mm-hmm. you know, try something new. You need to find an outlet. You, mm-hmm. need, you need an outlet, right? It, that's yeah. a form of grief as well, because you've lost your former way of, of living and relating. Or an identity. Right. Your yeah. identity. So it's a form of grief also. So for anyone, it's great to try a new hobby. Mm-hmm. Think outside the box. Yeah. Speaking of thinking outside the box, um, our next resolution here is to get 20 minutes of sunlight and just go outside and spend time outdoors. So um, there's a lot of there's been a lot of talk lately about how beneficial sunlight is, especially for people who suffer with, you know, seasonal depression and all these things. But what other you know benefits are there to going outside and being outdoors when you're bereaved? Well, good old vitamin D. Um, and this broadcast is going to people in Northeast Ohio. Mm-hmm. So we have an abundance of cloudy mm-hmm. you know, days in this area. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have vitamin D deficiency. People don't understand that tends to fog our minds even more, even if you're not grieving. Um, and it brings about a kind of depressed state if you're not um, an assertive type of a person, Mm -hmm. just going outside and getting that oxygen, the sunlight. And if you don't have it, you can purchase things that provide a uh, alternate form of light Mm -hmm. Um, in your office or in your home. It's good to just get fresh air, get your body physically moving, Mm -hmm. Um, breathing air in and out actually helps your psyche more than Anything else that you can do. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is it just the rhythm of the, like... It's getting oxygen in your cells. It's living. It's part of life. Mm -hmm. We need to do things to get more oxygen in our body so that we can um, function. Mm -hmm. It it helps our brain thoughts. And oftentimes, most people, they get so worked up, so wrapped up in their day, their tasks, that they tend to, quote, unquote, forget to breathe. So they're not taking as, as... Deep, as deep cleansing breaths, yes. breaths mm-hmm. as they really should. And sometimes it's good for all of us really just to take, you know what, just set the pen down, put the mm-hmm. mouse aside, just stop and have that cleansing mm-hmm. breath. It really does help with, with focus and attention and mm-hmm. just kind of gets the toxin out. Yes, it does. Yeah. yeah. I imagine even for someone who might be in like a depressed state and doesn't want to do a lot for themselves, taking that deep breath is a way to nourish your body. You know, that's like the very minimal thing you could do while still nourishing and making sure your body's getting what it needs. It's one of the basic physical needs that we Mm -hmm. need. And we tend to forget just breathing helps us to um, live Mm -hmm. and we forget. And sometimes we take, like Joel said, little short breaths and we're, we're not getting all that we can get. 
you know, air is free right now, so <laughs> take advantage of it. <laughs> I think that's great. And I think um, even like you said, Northeast Ohio, or if you live somewhere cloudy, I've heard even just being outside in those cloudy, you get some vitamin D and you yes. get some exposure. So it's better than nothing. So right. even on days like today where it's rainy and, you know, just completely gray, even then if you try and get outside, I think it is better than staying inside all day. Mm-hmm. Well, next up on the list is speaking your loved one's name. How does that help somebody work through their their, their grief? Well, one of the things that helps to keep that loved one alive in your heart. And it also dispels the myth of um, your loved ones, your friends, not knowing how to interact with you. They come into your presence and they think if I say the loved one's name, it's going to bring a bad feeling. It's going to bring about hurt and pain and anguish when the one thing that you do need is to keep them alive. And in order to say their names, it keeps them fresh. Um, They're physically not with you, but emotionally, they're always be in your heart. So it's important to say their names, help your friends and your family say their names so they know when they're in your presence, you can still talk about that loved one. It's not going to be painful. And even if it is, you're going to feel that pain whether or not you say the name. Mm. So it just helps them, you know, keep that memory alive Mm -hmm. and keep the love in your heart alive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do think that's something that I've learned since working here is, um, Again, I think people view death as, you know, a hard stop and that person's gone and you don't have any connection with them because they're gone. Where, you know, since working here, I've come to realize that death is just an end of the physical connection. Yes. But the, the spiritual and emotional connections you've made with them will never go away. Right. And so there's no point in trying to hide it, like you said, by, by not saying their name or bringing them up in conversation because they are still alive and, you know, in your mind and your heart. Right. So, And it's one of those things where you have to take the the higher road mm-hmm. and you might have to be the bigger person and help them understand it's okay to say their name. Mm-hmm. It's the elephant in the room. We don't want to talk about so-and-so because they're not here with us any longer, mm-hmm. especially during um, the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, oh. Valentine's day. People tend to pull away and not, and not want to say the name, mm-hmm. but the person who is grieving might approach someone and say, you know, Joe would have really liked that mm. picture or that movie. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we have to take the higher road as a grieving person and let them know it's okay. It's okay to say their names. Yeah. We'll move right along then. So our seventh resolution is to start a journal. Um, as someone who does journal every day, I think, again, this is something everyone, it's beneficial to do. But I like to express things verbally, which not everyone might do. Well, I don't necessarily but- journal, but I make to-do lists. mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's an important step. I have found in my experience that journaling for me, because I like to write as well, mm-hmm. I like to put my thoughts down on paper. But in my experience with the support groups, journaling is one of the hardest things that they have tried to do. Um, even people who were gifted in writing before mm-hmm. find it challenging to write. Hmm. They don't want to face those harsh feelings. Hmm. So it takes a lot of courage to start with baby steps. You might want to just write one line Mm -hmm. for one day. Maybe the next week you can write another line. Journaling helps get out those emotions that are stuck inside, Mm -hmm. but people don't want to face that sometimes. Mm -hmm. Grief is hard. It is painful. 
in order to get to your new normal, you have to walk through those hard steps. Mm-hmm. Journaling is a way to get those hard feelings out and onto paper so they're not roaming around in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called rumination, where you're thinking about something over and over and over, and you can't stop thinking about it. It's almost an obsession. But if you put things down on paper, it could be a picture. doesn't have to be words. Mm-hmm. It could be a picture, a painting, or some form of getting it out. It's, mm-hmm. it's journaling. It helps express that grief mm-hmm. and the feeling. It gets it outside, mm-hmm. external. I think, too, it, whether you're drawing a picture or writing about something in your journal, if you're able to maybe, like, name the problem or at least communicate the problem, you can approach it easier. You know, I think it's a lot easier to approach a problem that you've identified, whereas if it's on your head, like you said, and you can't really address it directly, it's harder to fix because you can't address it directly. Right. So um, like you said, like something external, I can see how that would be very beneficial because you can point, you can look at it and say, okay, here's what I need to work on. And and how do I get there? One of the common things with grief is you have a lot of different things floating around in your head. Mm-hmm. And that's what's causing a lot of the fogginess is because there's so many things that you don't know which to address first. Mm-hmm. When you write it down, you can sort it out a little easier. Yeah. And that's me with my list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because sometimes I just get so overwhelmed with everything here in my head. I have to do this, this, this. It's easier for me. Put it down, put it on paper, put it in my book. Mm-hmm. Then I can then turn around and prioritize yeah. this, then this, then that. Mm-hmm. And it just it just frees up the mind. Mm-hmm. It does, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good idea to make a daily habit of doing that. Mm-hmm. But with my support groups, I take baby steps and I say, do what you can. Mm-hmm. Once a week, write down one line. And as you get more and more used to seeing your thoughts on paper, try to make it a daily habit. Yeah. It could be 10 minutes, just 10 minutes of writing something down. Mm-hmm. And they have so many journals out there now that kind of guide you through different prompts because I wasn't natural at it. Um, I, I I always liked writing, but I wasn't always natural at it. I got this journal that kind of had different prompts to help you think through your day and just different perspectives of your day. So if someone is like new to it, maybe can't, maybe they're not local and can't go to a support group, maybe try and find a journal that, you know, it doesn't have to be about your grief, right? Necessarily. It, not, it can be no, about anything. Anything. So just whatever thoughts are in your head, just Mm -hmm. put them on paper. Yeah. Yeah. In some form. Mm -hmm. Finally, Rhonda, could you tell us what it means to be open to happiness? Mm, That's a big one. Um, One of the things that people who are grieving feel most is uh, guilt. There's all these what ifs. What if I had done this? What if I had said this? So they have a lot of heaviness in their hearts about the death, about the loved one that's not there, about their future that's not what they thought it would be. They don't want happiness sometimes. They want to sit in that lonely, dark place. But it's a good idea to look at what God has planned. There's still something that you need to do. If you're still here today, and everyone that's listening is, (laughs) (laughs) then God has something for you to do. Someone that you can reach out to, even if it's your own self, someone that needs healing or a a kind word or a smile. Um, So be open to what God is bringing you. There's all these signs that come around. We call them God winks, where God will bring something into your life that's healing. Mm -hmm. It's um, 
something that will just connect you to the divine. And you'll say it's beyond human comprehension, but this bird just came and sat here or this truck just came by with this word on it. That's exactly what I was thinking about. Mm. God has so many different ways of reaching out to us. We just need to be open to it. Mm -hmm. And when you open yourself to happiness, you're opening yourself to healing. Mm -hmm. So it's always important to be open to what blessings are of all around you mm -hmm. every day. I think that's the key. The resolution isn't to be happy. It's just to open yourself up for happiness. Right. You know, there, you know, grief obviously go through many stages, but right. you should never close yourself off to those good experiences altogether. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, Rhonda, thank you so much again for coming in today. Um, hopefully some people out there have gotten some encouragement from these resolutions. Um, well, it's my pleasure to be here. And I hope something that we've said would help someone that's listening. Mm -hmm. So as always, everyone, um, if you could help us out, we're trying to get this podcast out to as many people as possible. So if you could um, rate us on the app store and leave us a kind review, we'd appreciate it. Again, we have bereavement resources and materials on our website, clecem.org. If you have a specific question or topic you'd like us to cover, please email us at podcast at clecem.org. Join us next time when we talk about what a person can expect when they attend a support group. Until then, take care, everyone.